Hey, this is Greg Warren. I want to tell you about a new podcast called One Down. It's a weekly recap of the New York Times crossword puzzle. Every day, my buddy Brendan Ayer and I attempt to complete... I'm way better at it than Greg. Yeah, it's, it's not a competition. Yeah, it's definitely not a competition. That's One Down with Brendan Ayer and Greg Warren. New episodes drop every Monday, beginning April 6th on Riotcast. Subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. Way better. Way, way better. You're listening to Joe List's Mindful Metal Jacket on the Riotcast Network. Riotcast.com. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends and foes. This is uh, Joe List coming to you live from my bedroom uh, here in Astoria, Queens, New York. Queens, the epicenter of the, uh, what are we calling it? Crisis, pandemic, or I don't know, crisis, I guess. I got to be honest with you, I have a hair floating around off the microphone onto my face. It's making me crazy. I can't get it. <laughs> oh, God. I have to start over. Oh, I see it. It's sticking out of the microphone. Uh, it was tickling my dumb face. My dumb, ugly face. But anyways, we're in Queens. Uh, I'm fine, if you're wondering. Elmhurst, Queens is about a 15-minute car ride from here. But in New York, everything feels a world away. Um, here in Astoria, everyone keeps asking me. It's very nice. People are messaging me. You know, no one in my family, but that's all right. Uh, friends and fans keep messaging. What's it like in New York? Well, for the most part, I'm in my bed slash living room. Um, and... It's pretty much regular. We're just kind of sitting here watching a lot of movies, reading. I'm doing a lot of meditation. Um, Dan Harris is posting uh, 10% Happier. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he's doing these daily live meditations. Somebody sent them to me. I don't know who. Um, a fan of one of these shows sent them to me. And uh, every day he has a different guest um, meditation person leading the meditation and uh, you can go to 10% Happier on YouTube. And um, a bunch of people that I mention a lot have been on there. Jack Cornfield, Tara Brock, two of my favorites that I talk about a lot. Tara Brock and Jack Cornfield both have their own podcasts and books. A lot of people have asked me for book recommendations. Um, the Wise Heart by Jack Cornfield really helped me in a time that I needed it. 2017, I was having regular panic attacks. Um which is the most recent that I've had about of like chronic panic attacks, panic disorder, dealt with it in my early twenties and then my mid twenties and then in 2017. And I was uh, at the South Congress bookstore in Austin, Texas, one of my favorite bookstores. SoCo South Congress in Austin, one of my favorite neighborhoods that I hope to be back to soon. Um, and I went in there. It's a great bookstore. Highly recommend it next time you're in the area. And they had this Jack Cornfield book. I knew of him, love him, read it. It was a big, hard copy. Still have it, still dive in there. The great thing about all these Buddhist books is you can open them up to almost any page and there's some good wisdom in there. It's not like a novel. Um, and Tara Brock has a couple of good ones. Awakening the Heart. I forget hers. It's on my shelf, but it's I'm not in front of the shelf. But they both have podcasts. They're both great. And they're both on this 10% Happier Live that you can follow on YouTube. And it's extremely helpful and wonderful. I've also been doing the Wim Hof breathing, guided Wim Hof method breathing 
on YouTube. Um, you can go check that out free. And anything Eckhart Tolle. Eckhart Tolle's Instagram is great. He's got a ton of YouTube stuff. Of course, The Power of Now is another book that fucking blew my life apart in a good way. That actually sounded awful. That sounded like I caught my wife, you know, cheating on me or something. That's not what I meant. Eckhart Tolle, um, Power of Now and all his YouTube. Just the way he talks is so soothing. So I recommend all those things. And uh, what are you guys doing? How are you getting through it? Um, We will get through it, right? We'll be fine. Anyways, uh, here in New York, if you're not in the hospital, it's pretty normal, I think. I think if I was in the hospital, I'd be like, holy shit, this is crazy. It's like Vietnam in here. But um, in my apartment, it's regular apartment time. And out on the sidewalk, you see somebody, you walk nine feet away from them, and uh, everybody pretends to kind of hate each other, but then you smile, so it's nice. It's kind of ideal in some ways. Um, But definitely bizarre, but it's not that crazy. It's not like people are just dying in the streets. It's not about stepping over blood to get to my bagel store. And uh, I watched a great thing. Maybe I talked about this somewhere. Uh, John Krakauer posted a video of a New York City doctor saying, you just got to wash your hands a bunch. Um, Don't touch your face with unwashed hands. And I, I think from what I understand... You don't get it from touching a surface. You get it from touching a surface and then touching your mouth. So just don't touch your face until you've washed your hands. And then if you wash your hands, get in there. Pick your nose, bite your nails, you know, stick a finger in your ass, whatever it is, whatever you like, whatever gets you through the night, as they say. But uh, I hope you're doing well. This is a a weird time, needless to say. But um, I think it'll be all right eventually at some point, you know. One day at a time, one moment at a time. Uh, but I would I'd crank up the meditation if I were you. And uh, I'm me, and that's what I'm doing. But anyways, uh, we have a fun episode today. This one is the last one recorded pre-pandemic. This is my last pre-recorded episode. It's with my friend Brendan Sagalow, who is a super funny guy that, based on his uh, finances and social media following, you have never heard of him. But you should. You've heard of him right now. He's great. He's super funny. He has one of my favorite things that anyone's posted during this. By the way, this has really given birth to a lot of wonderful art, I would say. Um, So that part's nice. But Brendan did a great video about him doing the check spot at a comedy club. Um, Check out Brendan. I think it's, I don't know, Sagalo, S-A-G-L-A-W, Sagalo. Exactly the way it sounds. He's really funny. Check him out on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, I think he's got a bunch of clips on Instagram. He's a super funny guy. I love him. He lives in the neighborhood. He came over to the house uh, a while back, maybe six weeks ago or something, which is a different planet to go. Uh, But we had a good time. We talked about our dads and our therapist. He goes to Alan as well. We talked about Alan calling us pussies. And um, we talked about a lot of stuff. And I think a lot of the stuff you'll relate to about feeling uncomfortable as a kid and how hard it is to confront and our parents and all that good stuff. A lot of therapy. And there was a bunch of laughs and uh, I think it was really good. Um, but there's going to be references to a regular normal world that you'll hear, which maybe will be fun and maybe it'll be sad. I don't know. But I think you'll enjoy it. And I appreciate you listening. You can email me at uh, joelistcomedy at gmail. Or, of course, you can reach out on Twitter and Instagram. People have written so many nice, thoughtful things. I appreciate it. 
I hope the show is helping you. And it makes me feel good to hear that it is, or if it is. Um, go give us a nice review, if you can, and tell some friends about the show, for God's sakes. If you know some people that are having anxiety or stress and all that stuff, that everyone has right now, tell them to listen to the show. You know, that could be another nice thing that comes out of this, is uh, more people listen and more people find some stuff they need out of it. Take what you need and leave the rest, as they say. Anyways, I appreciate it. I hope you're doing well. Uh, stay safe, stay healthy, stay indoors, and wash your goddamn hands, you fucking animals. And now, of course, for some wisdom and some hope, um, we go to my favorite, the guy that started it all for me. Well, really, Alan Watts started it all, but he led me for me. Then he led it, me to Thich Nhat Hanh, who I love and I highly recommend any Thich Nhat Hanh video on YouTube and any Thich Nhat Hanh book. Thich Nhat Hanh once said, Hope is important because it can make the present moment less difficult to bear. If we believe that tomorrow will be better, we can bear a hardship today. That feels meaningful right now. Hmm, folks? It'll get better. We'll be back. It'll be different in a positive way. Um... Stay strong. Stay healthy. I love you. Thanks for listening. Here's Brendan Sagalow. All right. We're live. I am here. Yeah, this is a historic episode. You want to know why? Why? Because this is the first episode ever recorded in my new pad. Really? Yeah. So Sarah and I have our apartment, and then there's a downstairs space here that you Brendan are currently in. Mm-hmm. The audience mm-hmm. is not in. Feels good. Maybe though. one day. And uh, so they built an apartment, like a two bedroom apartment with a bathroom downstairs in our basement, but there's no proper fire exit and there's no, no stove or this something. It's very unsafe. Yeah. So, um, although I do have a, like, if I know this would be a nightmare and the answer is probably no, but if you. Would you do shows here? Would you be like, would would you put on a show here? Because a comedy show in here. <laughs> I know, I know, it's so no. But <laughs> is there any part of you that is like maybe? It's so small. If this was open, if this wall wasn't here, yeah, maybe. If it was that size, but this space is like crazy. You could fit like seven people in. This here. is insane, dude. What do you I, mean? I, this would be? I'm just having this. Like, you have two places. This is... No, it's crazy. You so it's, have, like, a man cave. So in the basement, there's a two-bedroom... Like, we have the best apartment of anyone I know, other than, like, Louis C.K. <laughs> and then we have the second best apartment. You really do. It's pretty wild. When I walked in, I felt like... You know, because I'm living with three fucking horrible roommates, and I live in a room, and all my shit is in the room, because I don't want... Like my dream, this is kind of sad, but my dream is to have like a one bedroom apartment to myself. Sure. With like a bunch of shit on the walls, like like exactly your apartment. Yeah, well mine feels I worry that mine's a little too my dream apartment and not sad cuz it's like Springsteen poster, Pearl Jam. There's yeah. like a lot of Springsteen, Pearl Jam and like Philip Seymour Hoffman on the wall and Obama. I don't think she likes Obama. <laughs> and I'm like, huh? And um whatever else is up there. I mean a lot of it's stuff that we went to together. There's like yeah. an Eddie Vedder poster, but that was like our honeymoon. We saw him at a festival and whatever. That's funny though because when I'm up there, I'm not going like, "Whoa, this is Joe's 
apart. This is all Joe. I'm not like you look at all the shit on your walls and all like your photos and you're like, this is accumulation of Joe and Sarah's place. Yeah. Thanks. I mean, there's photos of us and a lot of books and everything. It's a nice pad, but you never want it to be too, you know, you don't want like your 60 year old wife to be like, this is my Rolling Stones poster. That's <laughs> Why not? That sounds awesome. Yeah, I guess so. What am I kidding? Who, who do I care? <laughs> um, but anyway, a lot of that shit, like, and the stuff that I've had to, which Alan has helped so much. Our therapist, Our Alan. Therapist. Brendan's another Alan. I'm a <laughs> happy customer. Dude, I got to tell you, when I hear comics like shitting on him that don't even go to him, they're like, oh, like, comic therapist. I'm like, he's a fuck. He's a regular guy, regular therapist. But he's awesome because he sees a bunch of con- he just gets it. Like, I think he's like a genius. I love the guy. Yeah. You're not a genius. I just left him today. So I'm a little raw. I just came from there. That's amazing. I, um, uh, I, we canceled tomorrow, which is like comes at the worst time because I'm going through this. I can't talk that much about it, but I'm going through this like, I think breakup. Like it's so I'm very, I'm very like, I need to talk to somebody i'm here is, that's what we're yeah, doing but we can not we can't record it well I, we don't have to I, talk about the girlfriend but we could talk about the feelings and emotions that have led you to this space yeah i'll be your alan this is alan of course yeah you're a pussy dude he calls you a pussy right is that right me, he called me a pussy he called me a psycho a couple of weeks ago oh wow i think he just kind of regurgitates what i say that i am to me like i'm like i'm like god like we'll be talking i'll kind of talk something out and then i'll be like god i'm such a fucking psycho i'm like a, i'm like crazy and he's like you're crazy you're a psycho yes <laughs> he does he does do that well i think i think this method of that is saying okay so accept that yes like i remember being in there and saying like i'm just crazy i have mental problems like I'm a, I'm a maniac and he's like okay so you're a maniac yeah you're crazy and so then later i'd be like for some reason i get so pissed when this person does this and he's like oh you're crazy <laughs> and then you're like oh okay like i see what he's yeah. doing it's to remind you like yeah well, there are crazy. there are some times when you're like all right i'm gonna say this and he's gonna say that and he's gonna justify my you know my, my choice for what i did when i did it and he just blindsides me sometimes where he's like no it's because blah, blah, blah. and i'm like it completely like goes like i thought you were gonna agree with that yeah. I thought you were going to agree with me. That happens a lot because our therapist, and I imagine most therapists, he's great because he is, he's got your back. Mm-hmm. Like he'll be like, well, because your dad's mean or whatever yeah, it yeah. is. And then you're like, yeah, yeah, that's right, man. Yeah. But then there's other times where he's like, can be quite harsh and be like, you're being a pussy. Yeah. And so, yeah, some, I've definitely had that where I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's going to be proud of me on this one. Yeah. And I'm like, check out what I did. And he's like, you did it all wrong. <laughs> and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> I really? There is this weird kind of like, not dad, but dad feeling about him where you're like, I want him to be proud of me. Well, completely. Yes. I just left today and I was like, you got to check out my new podcast. I think it's great. And then he was like, okay, I'll look it up or whatever. And now I'm like, boy, I hope he likes it. And then I'm going through, like, I'm thinking of everything through the lens of his eye. Yeah. Like, well, he like that. Maybe he won't like that. Well, now I hope he doesn't hear it. I don't want him to be like, heard you on Joe's podcast. I'll be like, I'm sorry. Whatever I said, I'm sorry. I know. But here's the thing, too. And I've had this realization, too, where he fills in. He feels like a dad thing. And I, I made him proud. I got Alan points because I was like, even the things I'm saying to you, you being Alan, I'm like, the things that I'm saying to you now I am saying in the hopes that you'll approve because I have a thing where I'm always trying to um, 
fill in for my my dad. Not that my dad is alive and around, but he's not always emotionally available necessarily. So I've collected my whole life older father-like figures that I'm like, maybe I can impress them. Whether it be Whoa. like Nick DiPaolo years ago or Louie or Alan or uh, Colin Quinn or all these guys that you're like, check out what I did. You see my new joke? And they're like, that's great. You're great. And I'm like, yeah, thanks, Pop. <laughs> yeah. Like I have that, those guys take on that role. Yeah, it's weird. It's... No. Sorry. Oh, I was going to ask you, what's your dad's situation? My dad is a, um, he's like, he's a, he's a, he's a good guy, but he's also like got piece of shit tendons, like things about him. But it's like, I love the dude, you know, and I still, I see him most chances I could get. I'll call him if I think he can handle like something I'm going through, but he, he's not, he makes me like run away from things. And that's like the shit that I talk with Alan about where it's like, that's been so a part of who I've been growing up that if anything is hard, I just kind of dip and I'm like, I'm like, uh, and that's what I'm like. That's the move because, you know, appease everybody. And if someone's got a problem with me, tone them down and like get them to, instead of asserting myself and being like and like actually figuring out the problem. And although it's going to be hard, this this has been huge for me is that like although it what's going to what I'm going to go through is going to be super hard and super difficult usually. And this is like nine out of 10 times at the end of it. I feel so much better, so relieved. And my dad was that kind of guy that like, if I had a problem with my mom, he would be like, just apologize. Right. I'd be like, I'm like, no, no, but she's wrong because yada, yada, yada. And he's like, she's not going to get over this. If you apologize, it's all going to go away. And that's what I fucking did for like my entire life. So you never uh, stood up for yourself, basically. Is that which is why I'm a pussy? Is uh, me too. Is um, is Alan the first therapist you've been to? No, I went to a I went to this woman who was super weird. Gross. I went to this. Duh. <laughs> he said this woman. <laughs> this woman was just <laughs> this fucking woman. Because I can't even picture fucking her. This small-brained lady <laughs> who thought she would help a man. She just kept talking about recipes. It was fucking. Um, but I I went to her because uh I like I brought a knife to school in high school, and so I got <laughs> suspended for. Oh jeez. I got suspended for six weeks. What in high six school. weeks? Six weeks, dude. Jesus. Six weeks. I had a tutor for every class that would come every day. What kind of knife was it? It was like uh, it was like one of those. It's like a knife you get from Target, but it's for camping. So it's like a scary knife, but it's like it's about the size of your palm. Were you threatening people? Six weeks seems insane. No, it's just walking you, like, around, like, around the, like, I was like the Joker, just yeah. putting it up to their cheeks. Um, no, I, uh, I hated my father. <laughs> um, no, I I just I was super into like hip hop. Which I am now, but it was like my personality. Wait, wait, you've worn a lot of hats because you got a punk's tattoo. Yes. And you're a big Green Day guy. I'm a big, huge Green Day. And you've told me that you used to dress as Flogging Molly to Flogging Molly uh-huh. shows. Yeah, I would wear suspenders and uh, and little like paperboy hats. Right. <laughs> but you're also a hip hop guy. Super hip hop guy. Yeah. Wow. I just, I, I was just like looking for personalities, just constantly grasping, grasping at a person. I still am. Like, I'm still, like, trying to find a personality, you know? It's not as, like, prevalent, like, oh, he listens to hip-hop, so now I'm, like, backwards cap, <laughs> do-rag on, but it's, like, you know. Right. How old are you? 28. Uh, but you seem very, to me, I, we hang out, you seem very um, yourself. You seem completely you. Well, that's another problem I have because, you know, people say that. They go, it's the whole thing, like, 
you know, when you're drunk and you're like, I'm fucking hammer or you're like tripping and you're like, I'm tripping. And people are like, are you? Because you seem totally fine. My problem is like, I think every single person is like just dealing with me and like tolerating me and like hate. They hate me. Everyone hates me. But they're nice to me. Yes, I have the same feeling all the time. I have that. I'll talk about that with Alan, where I'm like, "Well, because everyone hates, I'm bothering me." And he's like, "Well, who, who, who are you bothering? Like, what do you mean? Like, who said what happened?" And I'm like, "Well, nothing happened. I'm just saying. Like, I just feel like, <laughs> and like we talked about it today. He was like, every time you come here, you stand outside the door and ask, can I come in now?'" And he's like, "Why do you do that?" And I was like, "I don't know. I don't want to intrude." And he's like, "Well, my door's open." And he's like, do you not trust or respect the fact that I could say, hold on just a minute? He's like, why don't you have any faith that I would say that? And he's like, have you ever seen, have I ever felt put out? He's like, do you see, do I seem like I don't like you or don't appreciate you or not happy to see you? Now, I don't want to insult your, what that is for you because I don't want to feel, you know, whatever, but that's crazy. That's, that's like super crazy to me. If he's standing at the door and you're like, you're like a, like a rescue dog. In that way, I suppose to me, in my mind, again, this is all this is all what's great about therapy and the psychology and stuff. In my mind, I'm just being considerate. I'm like, yeah, I like, want to wait to be invited. And to him, he's like, well, it's your time to be here. The door's open. The light's on. <laughs> Dude, he literally like, stands like as a passageway on the door. He opens the door and he's like, he points to the he doesn't point to the couch. That'd be crazy. But <laughs> <laughs> like, he's, but he when he opens the door for me. There's the the passageway of me to walk through. Well, I feel like I'm an intruder in in the world, in every scene, the comedy scene in New York City, in my own podcast. But I'm I'm trying to identify, and you're making it seem like I'm crazy. I know. Well, that's exactly what I. That's why I prefaced it by saying I. Did you say preface? Is that not good? Was it prefaced? Prefaced. <laughs> it's prefaced, you Nimrod. <laughs> that's another thing too, is because I'm, I I'm so dumb. I'm really stupid, and I'm. I, I, I think that I put that on everybody and everybody knows. I feel that way too. Well, I feel like people think that I'm smart, but I'm actually dumb. So I feel like I'm letting them down because I have glasses. But <laughs> I, I had a thing. Smart. I did a, I appreciate it. I, I did a thing on the podcast with Katie Hannigan where I was like, yeah, I read this book called Anecdote, but the guy was British because he spelled it weird. There's supposed to be a C in that word. And then she's like, well, anecdote and antidote are two different words. And I'm like... <laughs> Right, like they're two completely different. <laughs> you didn't different even look up the word anecdote. Thing. No, and I'm just like, oh. And then in my mind, I'm like, God, I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah, um, it becomes super real. It becomes like, like I'll, I'll, even though people get a laugh out of it, I like walk away and I'm like, fucking, I'll never be respected. It, that's what plays in my head. I'm like, there's, there's no way I'll ever get respect because I'm a fucking idiot. Well, we we got to come back around because it started with me being like, you seem very much yourself and very, you seem like you're, um, you've figured it out who you are, what you. I are. don't. Well, I'm I'm just, I I'm I'm trying so hard to be, you know, present. I guess in in everything because when I am and I I feel like I'm myself and I'm not thinking of the past or or even the future is when it, I get kind of calm. But when I start thinking of shit that I did or when I start thinking of like how shitty my life could be, I start getting like panic and like, you know, anxiety. Like anxiety, yeah, which I didn't even know I had till yeah. like this year. Yeah, you definitely do, it sounds like, but for sure. Um, wait, oh, I had something that was going to I don't say. even know if I answered your question with that. 
I'm not sure I even had a question. Well, you were like, you you seem like normal (laughs) or like I have it myself figured and figured out. Yeah, but I'm saying it seems that way, but I don't I don't know uh, what's going on internally. I don't know. I I guess I just I make a decision on something and then I'm always second guessing it. But it seems like with arts, you do enjoy hip hop. You're not trying to impress somebody with hip hop, right? You like it. Yeah, I actually. And you also like flogging Molly. Yeah. Like I'm like, because that that sometimes it feels almost like a high school attitude of like, wow, oh, maybe I'm a hip hop guy or maybe I'm a punk guy. But it's like, well, you might just be a music guy. You let enjoy the yeah. arts, and then sometimes you're like, well, you're a, you're pretty wise. You enjoy you're consuming the arts. Like we were talking about this with therapy today. My friend Ryan Hamilton called and he had an extra ticket to a play, and he's like, do you want to go to this play? Because we've been to a couple of plays together. And I was like, oh, I can't tonight. I was like, well, thanks for thinking of me. And he's like, well, I think of you anything culture. I think of you. And I almost started like crying because, <laughs> again, it's like I perceive myself as like a fucking idiot. Like I'm like, I like sports and I'm dumb. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Uh, and then he's like, all right. Yeah. When I think of something artistic, I just think to call you. And you're like, oh, is that how other like the other people are not perceiving you the same way that you're perceiving yourself? I it's guess so, is my point. It's so wild. And like, that's the worst because I don't when I think of you. I think of a guy who is like, you're always working on yourself. Like you're always, you seem like you got it. You seem like you got it, like got it all together. Like, <laughs> you know what the fuck you're talking about. And like, that's, that's, and you like arts and sports and blah, blah, blah. Well, I feel like I know what I'm talking about, but applying it to yourself is hard. Sometimes I feel like I seem wise because I'm talking to people like yourself or whoever and being like, well, you here's what you look like is. an owl too. What's that? You kind of look like an owl. Well, that's hurtful. Um, <laughs> let's not get into looks here, for God's sake. <laughs> but I see you and I'm like, oh, that's that guy. He's fun. Everyone likes him. He's hanging out. You got all your friends who you with Cannon and Feeney. Feeney and, and yeah. But that's another thing is I never, I think everyone hates me. I don't think like I don't think anybody thinks I'm a fun guy. And I've said it before where I'm like, I'm like, God, ah, you know, no one likes me or whatever. And someone's like, what are you talking about? People only have nice things to say about you. And I'm like, I don't believe it. I think you're fucking with me. You're definitely lying in some way. <laughs> I'm so I have such trust issues. Where do you think that comes from? I mean, if we've learned anything in therapy, it's come from our parents. Yeah. You, I know, you, put, you put me in there with you. Your parents, not we, our parents. My parents didn't do shit. Although you <laughs> met my parents. I don't trust your fucking parents, dude. You met my parents. They're pretty nice, right? They're very nice, yeah. Which is we, another thing, because I, I hear you being like, you know, my dad this, my dad that. And I was like, I met his dad. It's, it's fucking nice guy. Well, first of all, let's not divulge that I'm talking shit about my dad. No, but you you do it on podcasts and stuff. No, my dad's a, a great guy, sweet guy. But a, this is the thing that's I've learned a lot in therapy and like, you it, you don't allow yourself to feel guilty because you're like my parents were great they didn't hit me and they weren't um, they didn't get divorced or whatever yeah but sometimes it's like oh maybe you didn't get everything you needed from them even if they were For around sure, yeah like um, there's not a lot of I love yous or hugs or how are you doing or I'm proud of you or stuff like that yeah a I lot of I don't get a lot of I'm proud of yous either. Well, maybe they have no pride in you. Have you ever thought of that? <laughs> no. I, it's all I ever think about. Uh, right? Do you? Yeah. Well, no, but a little bit. Like when I think of my parents, it's mostly, you know, it's confusion of like the same thing. Like they didn't hit me and they were there and they didn't get divorced until whatever. Like I was out of the house, but they've never said I'm proud of you or anything like and and uh, 
And when and I still talk to him, and that's what makes me feel bad. I'm like, I love my mom. I still talk to her. I called her today, but she fucked up on some things that most people I feel like you'd be like, fuck you, get out of my life. Right. But it's your mom, so you know, I'm still like cool with her, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's tricky. Well, that's like um I think I've probably talked about this before. I know I have on Tuesdays with stories, I think, but one time I had um the horrible flu, like norovirus with out on Long Island on Long Island with Sarah and I was like puking and shitting. It was like, I thought I was dying. Oof. I remember thinking, I'm like, if this is what having like cancer or chemo is like, it's like, I would just kill myself. It was crazy. Yeah. It was the sickest I've ever been, but it makes you emotional because you're just like throwing up and you feel weak or whatever. And Home Alone was on. I love Home Alone. And then there's the scene where the old man says, how you feel about your family is a complicated thing. And I was like, <laughs> you started like <laughs> sobbing like so sobbing like sobbing so hard because like that's like the like john hughes is like the all-time genius yeah, yeah. artist and writer to me is like that like sums it up so perfect it's like it's confusing because it's yeah. like i have I'll, I'll go to therapy and i'll really think about it and i'm like god my family is like a disaster in so many ways uh and like nothing gets dealt with and everything is dealt with through anxiety and stress and the, all all these crazy things but then you go there and you're like i'm having a great time everyone's fucking boozing yeah. and singing and we're like we're going here now we're gonna go watch the game and like we're playing games and a lot of it's really fun yeah um but for my family everything is dealt with with distraction like when i would be having panic attacks my mother would be like let's just think about baseball think about the reds how the red sox Ooh. doing which is like not actually dealing with it instead of being like, well, how come you're shaking on the floor and sobbing? <laughs> like, what, yeah. what are you afraid of? What's the real issue here? Yeah. Been better. But then they're not equipped to, they're not therapists. No. And so you, I doing, think about that too, where I'm like, yeah, they're just people, you know, they're, they, they probably just didn't know that probably was how they grew up. And they're probably like, I'm fine. You know, I would, if I got sad, I'd watch a movie. It only makes sense. Like it, I'm sad. Do something that's not sad. You won't be sad anymore. Instead of, you know, tackling this issue of like uh, and like hoping it all turns out in the end, just trying to get rid of it, all, like really tackling something. Right. So now what else do you do? You go to therapy and are you doing do you do any meditation or I tried meditating for a little bit, but it just didn't it wasn't like good. I just didn't know what to do. I was like basically sleeping, <laughs> like sleeping, st sitting up. Right. Right. You know, like I would be like. Is that how it's supposed to be? Like, I'm supposed to get kind of tired and be sitting here and everything. And, you know, I would try to Google, you know, uh, guides or whatever. And it yeah. just was. I had that. I had an app. Which app did you have? Start naming them. And I would, Calm? No. I do have Calm on there, but I'm like. Headspace? Headspace was yeah. the one. Yeah. How was that one? It was okay. I mean, like, the it's cool. And the guy's like, you know, you'll start feeling. He's like English. So he's like, you'll start feeling tingles or whatever from your like feeling it from your chest down to your knees and I, I really didn't feel like I was I was doing it well right and then I was like maybe it's bullshit for me I don't know I really want to be able to do it but well part of it is that you're criticizing yourself which you're not supposed to do yeah I mean that's like the main um thing to try to avoid is being critical and like the main thing with like mindful meditation is to sort of sit there and then just recognize what you're feeling or thinking and then sort of letting it pass through or not fighting it. And I think a lot of times is what happens is people like us or most people in general, you become critical. You're yeah. like, oh, I'm not doing it. I'm yeah. thinking about bowling. 
fuck, I'm an idiot. All right, all right, let me try again. And then your thoughts keep coming back because that's naturally what your brain does. That's like yeah. the brain's function. To like distract you? To think of things. Well, the brain's function is to solve problems. And if it doesn't uh, know problem, it creates problems yeah, to solve. Well, I don't, I like, yeah, I guess I kind of do that too. If I'm like thinking of the shitty anxiety stuff, I don't go like, no, no, think of bowling or whatever. I'll, I'll go like, <laughs> no, fuck that. Like, I'll, I'll be like, I'll be like, no, you're, you're great. And then I'll be like, don't say that. Like, it, it's just constantly like, it's a constant fight. Yeah. And same. I, it never gets like positive. It's always just like, okay, well that was weird but i guess i got to accept that's a, that's what my brain does or that's what i do you know right yeah i think you you have to try to identify that as like okay anxiety that's that's anxiety is what yeah. you're having and you're like i'm having anxiety right now and then you could spend time thinking of like what am i anxious about it's such a pain in the ass it really is a pain in the ass and it's like a full time sarah and i were just talking about that like i go to like AA meetings and therapy. I use the Calm app. I do this Wim Hof breathing. Yeah. And then uh, I try to just be mindful in general. And then I exercise. I'm going to MMA. And it's yeah. like all of this stuff. I mean, you're doing so much more than I'm doing. Well, it's not a competition, but yeah, no, I'm beating you for sure. <laughs> but it then becomes like, this is my full time. It's just always going to be there. It's such a, it's, and that's what I talk about in therapy. And I'm like, because I'll catch myself going like, God, this is so hard. And then it's like, okay. Like Alan will go like, boo-hoo, you know, like that. And I'm like, you're right. You know, it's it's going to be hard, but I'll be fine. And I have to like talk my way through. Well, it's hard also because I think sometimes we're like, we're trying to get to a point where there is none of that, which is not a possible goal. That's not the issue I have that I go over in therapy over and over again is that I'm like, yeah, I was doing well for a couple days, but then I got really anxious again. And it's like, well, stop keeping score. And like, yeah. that's the thing that Alan always says that helps me is like, it's just life. Like life is filled with anxiety. That's part of life is stress and anxiety. And like, there's always going to be something you gotta go to the dentist or you got to sunburn yeah. or your wife is mad at you or you took a shit that was weird whatever it is there's always something but it's just life that's part of life my issue is like i'm always trying to get to a place where everything's zen and perfect yeah. all day yeah me too and then i get i get anxious when i'm not feeling anxious where i'll be like hey i'm not feeling anxious <laughs> and i'm like i cycle through being like well there's got to be something to be anxious that's about. hilarious do you have that? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Everything you're saying, I have. Yeah, it feels weird when you it's it's scary to feel good. Yeah. You're like you're like this isn't normal. There's got to be some and then you go through the shit that's bad in your life and you're like, "Oh, yes. I my life sucks." Yeah, I I talk about this too. I'm like, I used to do I remember doing this as a kid where I would sit and stop and be like, "Wait, what was I worrying about?" <laughs> I had something like I can't think of it, which I Dude. should be like, I can't think of it. This is great. Yeah, totally. But instead, I'd be like, I have to think of this thing that I was worrying about. Yeah, dude, I do the same thing where I'm like, where I'll be like really stressed out and then it'll go away. And I'm like, what was that thing that I was stressed out about? And I'll look through my phone. I'll be like, it's got to be here that the thing that triggered my stress and I try to find it until I can be like, oh, yeah. Right, right. It was this guy commented that I'm, I'm dumb. Gay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's a, uh, oh, shit, I lost my train of thought again. But a part of me feels like 
like I want to do that so that I'll I'll go like, oh, okay, yes, I hated that. That's the thing that triggered me. Now let's get it out of here. Right. But But, I don't do that second part. And then also, as soon as that's gone, something else comes because it's usually a deeper thing that you're worried about. Oh, yeah. And what I've found is that there's just from whatever in childhood, there's just an emptiness there that I didn't get something, something that I didn't wasn't fulfilled or whatever that you can't (coughs) fix now later. Yeah. I used to think like, cause I, I'm, I'm, I, I really, I do realize the shit in my childhood that made me like this anxious guy, like the, all the, all the dumb shit that my, my parents constantly fighting and everything. And, you know, I'd hear my mom being like, I don't care if they're sleeping, which, you know, I tried to make a joke about, but wasn't really, nobody really cared. Like, I'd be laying in my bed hearing them fight and hear her say that. And it was like, you know, all that shit. But when I was a child, when I was a kid, and I say this a lot, I'm and I catch myself doing it where I'm like, nothing, I wasn't this stressed out when I was a teenager. Like, and I, I used to think, oh, I didn't give a fuck. And I was a teenager and nothing stressed, stressed me out. And like, yes, there's a lot of stress in life but then i realized oh no i was i was just like not handling it like i it's it's a hard i don't know if that makes any sense um like yeah, there, to some degree those stresses were there and i was just kind of like walking like not even dealing with that were you like drinking then or drugging or what were you doing i was smoking weed in like middle school oh wow so i was like numbing myself in sixth grade right yeah and oh. then i started drinking in like senior year of high school but we were big drunk because I feel like you're not a big boozy guy. Dude, I have only just stopped being a huge drunk. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I mean, I haven't like completely quit or anything. I'm not like completely sober. Right. But I have like I'd be like getting hammered tonight. I'd be like after this, I'm going to go and get hammered. But then it was like it was really affecting everything in my life. Of course. And uh, I, I just remember the la- like being hammered on stage and just not. It was the first time where I'm like, this isn't good. I shouldn't be here. Like, this is not, this is, you know, and I didn't want to ruin my, I know it's like, you know, I'm not going to ruin myself, but it's one of those things where it's like, this is embarrassing. You got to get off stage and fucking stop drinking now. Interesting. Cause I, I mean, I don't know you that well, but I've, I feel like I've never seen you all boost up before. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We're never really in the same. Yeah. I don't see you that often, but, but you may have seen me fucking hammered and I'm just like, Hello, what's up? Like being like totally cool. Yes, I had that a lot when I was drinking because people were like, which is funny because people would always be like, I can never tell you're drunk. And then you're like, oh, that's because I'm like a deceptive piece of garbage. <laughs> yeah. I was like doing everything I can yeah. to be like, hi. There's also like, yeah, it's because I'm drunk all the time. So yeah, you yeah. can't really tell who's me and who's not drunk Ex- me. Right, right, exactly. Um, so you, you, your parents fight it. Was that like a d- nightly thing or all the time? Every night. For as long as I can remember. Wow. Every single night. Well, there one time, you go. One time I went snowboarding with uh, with a buddy of mine, and I sprained my ankle. I didn't really sprain it, but I was falling, and I just hated snowboarding so much that like I fell, and I'm like, it's sprained, and then they sent me home. And uh, Wait, I don't understand. Was it a trip? Like a, you, they made you go? It, no, it was like I went with a buddy and his mom when we were in middle school. But you wanted to get out of it, you mean? Yeah. Oh, I see. You weren't having a great time. No. I got you. I also like 
there's something about the attention you get when you're like, I broke my hand, you know? It's like, yeah, yeah, of course. There's that's the, you get that adrenaline from the attention of it that yeah. I was like, I sprained my knee and, and they're, you know, they went to a doc and I'd fake, like, he'd be like, how does that feel? And I'm like, it hurts, it hurts a lot. And he'd be oh, like, yeah. well, it's probably a sprain. Cause he, they don't know, but I'm like, yep, hurts so much. And he's like, all right, well, I think you sprained your knee. Yeah, and I, I had psychotic. crutches, which I was like. Having crutches was like such a, everybody's looking at me, huh? And I'm like walking and I'm like, I'm the disabled kid, you know? Right, right. I was super into it because of the attention I was getting. Wow. So then they... See, now we're getting somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So So then my parents picked me up and they, uh, they had, I think they were like, they were just ready. They were like, we're getting a divorce. And... Uh, they picked me up. I got in the car. I remember it. So there was like a kind of a U driveway. So they picked me up and pulled this way. And the minute they got off of the hotel thing, they were like, we got to tell you something. And it was a two hour trip back to Long Island. So they like started it with we're getting a divorce. And I'm like, why? Because, uh, you know, you don't think your parents are getting a divorce, but they're fighting every night. So me now would be like, Yes, of course. Right. I'm surprised you didn't get a divorce years ago. And how old are you at this point? Sixth grade. So it was like, what, like uh, 12, 12, 13? Yeah. So they then, so, okay, so they pick me up. We're getting a divorce. I'm like, why? I even said to him, which is so cringy and embarrassing. I was like, I'm going to be a bad kid. <laughs> I said nice. that to him. I went, parents get divorced. I'm going to be a bad kid. And they were like, they were like rolling their eyes at me, but I wanted to shock them. I wanted to make them be like, I don't know. I was, it was like very kind of selfish to be like, you're doing this to me. You no, know? it's not selfish. They're selfish for fucking pick you up off of you're you're injured you're coming out of the hospital from a ski trip and immediately they're like we're getting divorced they put that yeah. on you yeah that's true that's selfish that's yeah, they, shitty they could have waited yeah fuck them pretended um, but it only gets worse okay because i didn't mean fuck them no no, no you're right i don't want you to think no, no. 12 year old you is being selfish <laughs> well, you're just dealing you're 12 years old how else are you supposed to handle it that's true I, I forget that a lot i forget that we were you know you're a kid so it's like I'm putting 28-year-old Brendan in that car. Yeah, I think anything sub-16 is not your fault. It's off the table of... Yeah, it's. I mean, it's like if there's two adults and a teenager involved or a 12-year-old, Yeah, it's on the parents. It's very strange. And even if you take a shit and swipe it on the windshield, <laughs> somewhere <laughs> along the way, that's on well, them. That needs to be... Just- thought about it. I mean, no, more. you should be beaten to death, but I'm <laughs> saying you, they created it. I mean, that's always interesting to me when parents are like, why you did this? You fucking did like, well, you're, I'm a product of you. Yes. You've created me. Yeah. You've created the space that I'm living in and the DNA of me. Yeah. So whatever point your finger, three fingers are in your own ass, or whatever uh-huh. that saying is. I All right. So agree. it gets worse. So they tell you they're worse. getting divorced. And it's so fucking like, it's so weird when you're a kid, the the real traumatic shit. Like I I feel like trauma now is really just, you know, a friend dies, which is sad, but I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I don't know what I'm trying to say here. (laughs) You're just brushing over a friend dying. There's like, there's like trauma shit where it's like when I remember I was, I was a little kid and I picked up the phone once when my, when the phone rang the house phone, I picked it up and I just listened to my parents talk and my dad was like, I'm so horny. And and my mom was like, yeah. And I was like, ah, and I like, and that's such a traumatizing thing. And How old were you for that one? I don't know, man. I was, I was, I don't know. I, I don't remember how old I was. But were you old enough to know what like horny was? 
or sex? Yeah, I, I was old. I was probably like 14 or something. Oh, okay. But that seems too old to be picking up the house phone. I might have been around maybe younger than 12. I don't know, but I remember that fucking happening. So it sounds like they they liked each other. Maybe. I don't know. A little know. bit. Yeah, they're still friends, kind of. But they're divorced now. Yeah, my dad just got divorced. Like, they were married but separated for from I was 13 to 26 so the twelve year old when when you're twelve years old after the ski trip, did that stick? Yeah. Well, since at that point my dad never slept in the same bed as my mom. Wow. My dad would sleep on the couch. They would make me sleep on the couch sometimes so he could sleep in the bed. Or my mom would sleep on the couch. Whatever. It was always some fucking thing. But the crazy part of this was like I pretended to go to sleep in the car when we left the ski lodge thing. Mm-hmm. And I hear them arguing. Like they're they're trying to whisper. I remember they were trying to whisper, but then it just got at it and they just started yelling at each other. And I didn't I didn't go like, I'm up, everybody. I kind of just <laughs> I was like I was laying down and I just kind of like was listening to them argue in this small fucking car. And the argument was like my dad had and uh, I've talked about this on podcast, so I don't think he well, maybe I shouldn't be talking about his life at all. But <laughs> he he had like a. He had like a friend from work who was like real. They were like really close. It is yet to be determined if he cheated with her. Right. But with the guy, you mean with the girl, there was a woman. Oh, it's a woman. It was a woman. I got you. And they were close. And my mom was angry, I guess, justifiably being like, you're so close to this woman, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no. And I guess my dad had said like she had given him advice, like sex advice for my mom. You know, uh, and my mom's whole thing was like, you shouldn't be talking about that shit with other people, especially another woman. But I'm also just planting that because this was so long ago. I don't know if that was the but I remember them talking about like she they like talked about like what my dad should do with his pubes. And they were talking about that while I was pretending to sleep in the back of the car. Oh, wow. And she's like, you don't let another woman talk about your balls like shit like that. It was fucking wild, dude. Well, it sounds like, I mean, I don't want to be a therapist here, but it sounds like you're being ignored in this situation. Like, where are your needs? They're not even thinking about completely their child listening to the dad's ball talk. Yeah. Well, so it feels like you're uh, you're invisible. And maybe that's how I feel now. Maybe. Maybe that's how I feel in everything, I guess, because there I do. There is a part of me that feels that way. Yeah. That's why you're wearing a, you know, a flogging Molly hat. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I want the attention. Of course. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's like, I have the same, is that why you keep coughing? Fucking ruining my show. <laughs> I'm coughing outside of the um, fucking thing. No, I'm kidding. Um, I'm a professional. But I feel that way. Similarly too, it's like comedy for sure is a way to go. Get a t- I mean, we're in a basement recording ourselves chatting right now. Clearly, we're looking for some amount of attention. <laughs> yeah. um, but stand-up comedy, of course, is like a way your first like inkling of is like, you must see it as a kid or whatever and see a person up there talking. And you're like, oh, everybody's hearing him. Yeah. Everybody is seeing and hearing him. Not to use like new buzzwords of like being seen and heard. Yeah. But it's like that connects with you of like, and they're bringing joy to yeah. people. So it's like, oh, that would give me value is if I was bringing happiness to strangers, mm-hmm. which is what you want to do. You want to bring happiness to your parents because you see them fighting, so they're miserable. Yeah. So you want to bring them some sort of joy and you want to be seen. So it's like a natural thing of like, I'll be a comedian. People will be forced to look at me and hear me and I'll be making them happy and that'll give me worth. Oh, for sure, dude. And with stand-up comics, it's, it's like nine out of ten of them are have this opinion 
and they're sa- even if it's like it, there's an opinion with what they're saying and that feels good too being like i'm sharing something that i think with all these people like there's something in me that when i and this is probably everybody but when i look out to a crowd and i say something that's like uh, an opinion and it's funny and you see someone going like that like like shake like nodding their head yeah. in agreement is one of the best feelings obviously i'd want them to laugh more but the agreement is like I don't even know if I agree with what I just said. And right, you right. agree with it. And it's such a good feeling. Yeah. that Or people are like, that's so true. You're like, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. 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 I came up with it. Yeah. Well, there's something magical about stand-up. Obviously, the idea of like, all these words exist, but I put them together in this order and then it resulted in involuntary joy you're like man yeah that's that's crazy that's it's pretty like magical it's insane (laughs) yeah it's insane to be like oh in the history of society no one's ever put these words together in this order yeah and it's weird that laughing is is such a it's an it's it is an involuntary voluntary thing yeah it's like what how did how did that come out of you because of something that i said it's like crying laughing and crying are so similar i remember reading one somewhere if you laugh hard enough, you'll cry. And if you cry hard enough, you laugh. That's amazing. And they're both involuntary things. So it's like, uh, and you can cry from happiness. Yeah. You know, I love a good, like, I love a good, like, cry to a laugh when you're, when you, when you are laughing at what you're crying at. Like I, when I, I watched that marriage story thing. Oh yeah. Adam I love Driver that and all that. That's the, the movie, <laughs> the big movie that everybody was talking about. For, oh. <laughs> I'm downplaying it. Oh, that was that, uh, I do that too. Sorry, I want to get back to that, but I do that too, where it's like I feel it's probably from like school of feeling like gay for being into something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'll be like, yeah, I do this Buddhist bullshit. <laughs> Instead, I'm like, this thing that I get really that helps me. Yeah, fucking live my life properly. Or I'm <laughs> just, like, I don't know. I watch Marriage Story, whatever that thing was. You're like, it's a movie. You just pretend to not even know what it is. Yeah, it's a film that yeah. someone made that you enjoyed that, that many many people talked about for like a week and a half. Yeah, and I'll be like, um, yeah. I don't know. I like, I just love singing in the rain. I know it's whatever. Like, yeah, it's a great <laughs> yeah. movie. So I was watching that. And at the end, spoiler alert, I guess. Yeah. Uh, fuck them. They should have watched it by who now. Who cares? Yeah. They, um, so he, he, you know, he's reading the thing that he's reading the note that she had wrote for him years yes. before. And he starts crying and, and that fucking got me. Like, it's so, like, I, I might tear up right now. Tear it's, up. I'm not tearing up. I I don't tear up for nobody, dude. I, I fucking, I keep it in. Do you cry with Alan? I get very close. Same. And then I fucking pull back. Same I like here. look up or I look around. I'm like, I can't, I can't have this guy see me cry. Same. I can't cry with another man in the room looking right at me. I talking have about same, my shit. Same problem. And if I wish I could, it would help me. It would be a breakthrough. Dude, have you ever cried? I mean, of course you've cried, but you know that feeling, have you ever cried? That feeling you get when you, when you're letting it all out and it's, it's going down your face. You're like, this feels so fucking good. Of course. So free. Yeah. I've had like six of those in eight years with Sarah and it's like the bet. And I'm like, I want to keep it going. I'm like, get, get it all out. Dude. You know what I mean? Yes. But it's, it's hard. It's hard to get there. It's hard to connect. And particularly with another guy. Yeah. When I came back, um, from set from Christmas or New Year's. When Sarah's father passed away, I was like telling him the story and he's like, he's crying like a little bitch, you know, and he's got tissues, really? the whole thing. Yeah. He was sobbing. He cries for you. Yeah. He cries for me, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> you better try God harder. Damn, dude. So he's crying. And then he like hands me, it was like, it was like Seinfeld. Like he hands me a tissue and I'm like, 
uh, I'm just like holding it. Like I eventually, <laughs> I just like pretended to like touch my makeup or whatever. I was like, oh, I'm not really. You didn't. You didn't just go like, no, no, I'm I'm not crying. No, I just took it and was like, right, and then I just held it like an asshole. But I obviously I had cried with Sarah when it happened and yeah, the yeah. days afterwards. But like being in an office with Alan, I don't know. It's it's so intimate. But so marriage story, marriage story got me in a in a way that I was crying and I was like crying pretty hard, like to the point where I was like, I, I you know, this is I was like reeling in, but I was alone and I was in my room and I'm crying and I just started laughing at the fact that I'm crying at this fucking movie that was, you know, and I just and it was one of the best feelings I've ever had in my life. Just a laugh from a cry. Yeah. Being like, what the fuck am I doing? Well, when you get through it, it's almost like masturbating or something. Like you're kind of like, Whew, all right, I feel yeah. good. Like I'm just like everything feels fresh again. You're like, let me go watch a movie. I'm going to watch Goodfellas yeah. again or something. You're like, yeah, yeah. You feel everything feels fresh. Um, but no, I I feel like I'm close to crying all the time. Me too. Like this is where I realized I have problems, and it probably stems from childhood. Like there are times where like I'm waiting for the train, and it's just not coming and i'm like oh my spots in a half hour and the train's not coming and i'm like my feeling is like i want to cry really yeah like that's like i'm not going to cry but like i the feeling i have when i'm really mindful it's the feeling of like why <laughs> yeah and you realize you're like that when you see kids they're crying over something very small probably mm. most usually and you're like, that's how I still feel. We're just adults enough to be like, well, I can't be crying on the subway. That's <laughs> yeah. absurd. Yeah. And people are like, why are you crying? I'm like, oh, my train was late. Yeah. I don't I don't get the like wanting to cry from that, but I do get like there is like the hatred for myself. There's a hatred. Like I always get to a point where I'm like, you fucking idiot. Why didn't you leave earlier? Like uh, the, I couldn't have predicted this. I couldn't have done like yesterday when you were like, <laughs> are you on your way? And I was like, what the fuck did I? And I, I it's always usually my fault and i'm like fuck like that's when my anxiety was like god damn it i'm, I'm a fucking idiot what the fuck well I was, I was so mad at myself because of something that was like so clearly my fault and i hate people that are late i hate being late and i do it so much so there's still like i don't even get to have the pride of being someone that's like yeah hate people that are late i don't do that i just hate myself right yeah. yeah, I have that with the late uh, to yesterday. For those of you at home, we were supposed to do this podcast yesterday, and then you were supposed to be here at six fifteen, and then at like six thirty, I was like, "You all right?" <laughs> and I knew something was up, and then I got legitimately worried. I was like, "Maybe you got hit by a car." Yeah, but I knew something was up when at like six oh seven, I was like, "Oh, here's my address." By the way, I yeah. thought it was bizarre that you hadn't asked for my address. <laughs> I just like hearted it. Yeah, and then I was like, maybe earlier I said my address. Yeah. And then when you were like, I thought it was tomorrow, I looked and like the word today is in like four consecutive I know, that's texts. what I was like, because my immediate jump is to like, oh, but this isn't my, this cannot be my fault. I'm the king. Why would, why would I be an idiot? And then literally one scroll and it just says today. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck me. God See, it. it sounds like you have the thing that I have that we talk about in, um, recovery circles about the, you're like the piece of shit at the center of the universe. You ever hear that? No. Where it's like, how could I make a, I'm the great, everyone should love me and everyone should listen to me, but I am a piece of garbage. Yeah. I'm a piece of shit and I hate myself, but everyone's talking about me. Like yeah. it's the idea that like everybody hates me is this weird, um, I don't know, conundrum, oxymoron, whatever the right word is where you're like, 
I hate myself and people hate me, but also they're all thinking about me. Yeah. So you have the ego that's like, everybody right now is thinking about me, yeah. but they're thinking about me in a shitty way. It's very weird. So it's like, I hate myself, but I also presume that all of our society is thinking about me. But also in a positive way too, there's, there's like, okay, everybody hates me, but also everybody doesn't hate, they love me and, and they should, but they also shouldn't. Right. You know? I've had this feeling before and I tried to do a bit about it. It's interesting. Like your perception of yourself changes per situation. Like I remember being in a relationship, I'm in a relationship now, obviously, but like my previous relationship, for example, I was like with my girlfriend. I remember thinking like, why does she like me? Like she should leave me. Like I got bad teeth. I don't make any money. I have herpes. I'm a drunk. Mm. I'm a fucking loser. Mm -hmm. And she's like hot and smart and beautiful. And I'm like, what a piece of shit. And then we break up. She's like, we need to break up. She'd leave me. And I'm like, what are you nuts? <laughs> Do you think you're going to find someone better than me? I'm like, I'm so nice to you. I'm so loyal to you. Yeah. I make you laugh all day. And it's so like the same assessment was like, why doesn't she leave me? I'm horrible. It's, it's so ego. It's all ego. And your ego is not your amigo. Is that a thing? Is that a that's a fun saying? Read that in know. a book. That's a fun uh, mantra. I I'll suppose. say that now forever. Yeah, I'll my ego's not my amigo for the rest of my life. Well, it does help at times because you're sitting there being like, "This is ego." Yeah, like I think about that. There's certain like where I've made jokes where I'm like, my ego is like, "Oh, let everyone know what a great joke you came up with," <laughs> even though it's completely inappropriate to make a joke. Right now. But <laughs> yeah. like you have, that's like that ego battle of like, yeah. do I want everyone to know how smart I am? Or maybe it's like correcting somebody or some kind of thing. Like you're saying a thing that's detrimental to the conversation or the social situation. But yeah. you're like, I want people to know that I know this. Totally. Like I have that. But when it comes out, I've kind of realized I'm like, oh, you, you, you kind of sound like a cunt. Like kind of reel it in a little bit. Because if I'm like, I have to do that. I'm like, make sure this person knows that they're an idiot. Right. And then I'll say the thing. and I'm like, who am I? What, what 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 was my place to do that? Yeah, even that, if I am trying to be funny, right? It's very difficult to navigate. It's so hard, all this stuff. But it's so hard. You got to try to just be yourself, right? Yes. Yeah. I remember, like, you you could look at it like, I know that is a it is a part of you, and I don't know if this is like a toxic way of thinking, but I always think of like insecurity and anxiety are just two fucking people or dudes that are just standing behind me constantly like tapping my shoulder being like that guy for sure hates you or he'd be talking to you right now. Like if I go to like a party or like a, you know, whatever I'm like, what am I doing here? I don't belong here. What, what everybody hates me. Yeah. My anxiety is going through the roof. My insecurities are going through the roof and I just have to be like, I have to be like, I got this, which is like such a weird way to think. No, I think it's actually good sometimes to like personify your anxiety as like uh, a part of you. If you're like, oh, that's just that thing. Yeah. And that's where like my, like Alan saying, of course, has become like my mantra. I want to get <laughs> of course tattooed on my arm. <laughs> but it, sometimes I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, I'm freaking out right now. I think, every, and I'm like, of course, I'm about to do a TV show. Of course, yeah. I'm anxious. Yeah, or yeah. I'm in like a social situation with people that I'm not necessarily close with. God. Like, of course, I'm feeling that way. That's and amazing. It, it, it helps me. I'm like, I have, Alan is like the little saint on my shoulder he's like of course <laughs> yeah he's a little jiminy cricket but i feel that way all the time and you're like 
I don't know why I'm so scared. And you're like, oh, I'm going to see my family. It's a stressful situation or yeah. whatever it is. I have a boner at an elementary school. It's, it's nerve wracking. Yeah. That really helped me what you just said, because I, I feel like I'm kind of close to that because I do have those thoughts, like the of course thoughts where, you know, you're like right now for me, it's it's that's just a feeling and it'll just continue forward. It's not real, blah, blah, blah. But I've never had the feeling of being like, well, yeah, I'm at a party where everybody here is like, uh, you know, on TV or they're all millionaires or whatever. And I'm just this fucking dude who like, you know, whatever, like eats whipped cream. Anytime well, I it. well, I think you you had it good for so a moment close. until the end. So yeah, yeah, you got close. so close until you started fucking calling yourself a piece of shit. Dude, I do that so much. I do that in... I do that in, and Alan points that out. He's like, he's like, stop, 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 stop. He's like, why do you have to, he's like, that's where it should end. Like the, the part where I'm like, of course, yeah, of course I'm, I'm anxious. All these people are here and whatever. And yeah. I'm like, and I fucking suck. And I eat whipped cream. Meanwhile, like everybody eats whipped cream. I don't know. I mean, like Louis CK is a millionaire. Like he's got Q-tips on his floor. I mean, he's a wild <laughs> animal. I mean, he eats ice cream out of the that's true. You know what I mean? I mean, like, or whoever, I mean, whatever example of that's just like, human stuff and then it's like you're not inferior to people because they're making more money just because i have a four-bedroom apartment and you live in a shitty bedroom with nine roommates doesn't mean i'm better than you i am better than you but not because of the apartment is okay all right um i'm joking of course very i'll think about that for a very long time uh i'm kidding of course of course of course um so you have three are they are your roommates comedians no they fucking suck dude oh that's they suck i post about it on instagram all the time just like one of them is a Albanian, a guy from Alba- uh, Albania. He's like all white. He's white, but he's got this Russian. I was doing an albino joke. Sorry. Oh, that's it funny. Stupid. That's funny. I'm so into our conversation that <laughs> jokes are out of the question. Okay. Yeah. You missed another one where I said boner in an elementary school and then you didn't and acknowledge went, yeah. it. And so it makes it seem like we just are like, yeah, that problem we have. Yeah, that you, we're you know, you also say things that that like are trailing off, you know, like you were like, yeah, hey, you have three fingers in my ass. And I'm like, exactly. And I just keep moving forward. Like, what am I going to go? What am I going to mention the. See, I got a little wave of anxiety of like somebody listening to this because it's like it's not Tuesdays with stories. It's like mm-hmm. I'm doing a mental health podcast yeah. and I just made a joke about having an erection in elementary school and then you don't acknowledge it as a joke. So now it just <laughs> seems like we're these weird, like anxious pedophiles. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's still you. So anybody who listens to good point Tuesdays is going to be like, of course, Joe is going to. There's no question. I'm not I'm not listening to Tuesdays and then hearing you being like, oh, come and come, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I can't think of anything. <laughs> that's basically the show. Yeah, that's yeah. everything. Come, yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, whoa, what is this? Right. You know, it's you. Good point. Of course. What okay, so the roommates. About? Sorry. You have oh, roommates yeah. and they stink. He sucks. Yeah, they they all suck for different reasons. Oh, like, Yeah, it's just, this guy's, uh, you know, he's any... He he doesn't speak English. English is like not even his second language. It's like way far down the line. And he sends these weird. Fu- he doesn't get it. Like yesterday we got in this group chat argument where and I usually just don't talk in the group chat. That's like something where I'm like, I'm not even going to acknowledge this. I'm not going to talk to these people and I'm going to move the fuck out. I'm going to just do what I do, which is clean every Sunday when when it's my turn. Not be a fucking asshole. Not smoke weed in the I still smoke weed in the room, but I, you know whatever so they're all arguing and there was like this gooey weird brown shit that was in the sink it was very fucking weird it was it looked like somebody puked and he sends a message with a picture and he goes he goes hey whoever did this this is more english than he he's like whoever did this don't do this 
And everybody's like, ew, what is that? What? And I'm like, what is that, puke? Like, we're all like, what is that? And he's like, well, whoever did it. And we're like, well, dude, obviously no one here did it or someone might fess up to it. I'm hoping. But I was like, obviously no one here did it. And then I was like, maybe you did it. I like I, the poison, the toxic poison oh, just funny. came over me. And I went, maybe you did it. And you're just trying to distract us from the fact that you just puked in the sink. And he's like, and I, and he goes, why would I do that? Why would I send you a picture? And I go, I go, you ever, whoever smelt it, dealt it. Like he would understand what whoever smelt it, dealt it meant. And yeah. he was like, I don't know what you're, t-. he said like something like take your philosophy somewhere else or something like that. It was very fucking weird, but I posted up about it on Instagram. And and it's did, like, what am I doing? Arguing with this fucking dude? Does for, he see it or does he listen? To, will he listen to this? Because that would be weird. No. Okay. There's no, unless he's the biggest Joe List fan, which would blow my mind that he would even know what podcasts are. I'm not trying to insult you. I'm, if he even knew what a podcast was. Right. He's just this like dude who's like in construction, probably knows people that are like committing murders. Right. Now, have you thought about getting out of there? Because like this, that oh, yeah. in my old apartment, there was a room op- available. It's That's very block away stressful to think of that, you know, and it's like I'm trying. I only want to move out if I have to because I have a lot of shit. So me and my buddy, who's been like my friend since we were five years old, is moving and he, we're, he's talking about Astoria. So we looked at a place yesterday and uh, it, the place was shit. And I felt so good to be able to assert myself to tell the lady to be like. Don't show us places like this. This is not good. Oh, like that's there's, great. I, it felt really good. I was like, we were doing it together, like tag team, which is so not us either. Like he's he's as much of like an anxiety ridden, doesn't assert kind of guy himself. And we're just like, don't just together. Like, don't. There's cracks right there. There's a there's a crack in the shower thing that'll that's leak. Great. You're having a better uh, feeling of yourself. Yeah, you're better than this. And it's one of those things that when you do it, it's very hard. And at the end, you're like fuck yeah like you feel so good about yourself yeah that's what um that's the best thing that therapy has done is like been like go when you get homework you're like call this person and tell yeah. them what's what or whatever and oh yeah it helps and then it just it's all um slow growth mindfulness yeah. and asserting yourself and um understanding that anxiety is just anxiety and i always like to remind everyone that fear is just fear and your thoughts are not reality yes hell yeah yeah for sure and we've talked about this where it's like before therapy, like I'm like, oh, I have to confront someone. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I, yeah, I yeah, I haven't confronted somebody in a week. I have nothing to. Yeah, I've, been, I've done that completely where I'm like starting a fight like a half hour before therapy. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, remember that time in fifth grade? You threw water in my face. People are like, what? I did that and it worked out. So it was like such a good feel. Like I texted my dad because he was like, I did this. Uh, I, I opened for this comic in this. The biggest theater I've ever played was just like the Wellmont Theater. Um, which is like, you know, whatever. I don't, but it was like the biggest I've ever performed. So I was proud of that. And it was, it was sold out. And, uh, my dad went cause he lived right around the block. So he just, whatever. So we were talking, me and him, like at a, a whole family together, which I'm like, why are we together? You guys are divorced and we, no one here gets along. Why are we eating together? But whatever. So then we're talking about it and I'm like, sold out, blah, 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 like fake humble bragging or what, or like fake, whatever. And he was like, it wasn't sold out. He was like, there was like 300 people there. I was like, are you out of your fucking mind? I was like, how dare you? I was like, 300 people. First of all, that's that. What, what are you talking? I saw everyone. Even if it wasn't sold out, there was at least a thousand there. And he was like, nah, dude. He was like, really, you know, whatever. And I, I swallowed it and I was like, okay. 
And then right before I went into therapy, I was like, I, I that's what I'm going to talk about. I know what Alan is going to tell me to do. So why don't I just fucking do it? Yes. And I texted my dad and I went, Hey man, that really hurt me. And then he was like, Oh man. He's like, I, I noticed that. I'm so sorry. Great. Blah, blah, blah. Like I sent him a picture of how many seats it fills. And I was like, and every seat was fucking blah, blah. That's here. great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I got Yeah. I've been doing more of that. It's good. But I have the same exact feeling where I'm like, what's I'm going to give a guy a hundred bucks. He's going to tell me, what I know he's going to tell me. Mm -hmm. So I might as well just do the thing now. Yeah. But that's also good. That that's growth to me when you're like, I know what my therapist is going to tell you, tell me, which means you've gained the tools that yeah. you need. The yeah. more you know what a therapist is going to say, it's like, Oh, the more I'm, uh, I've grown and I know, I know what I need to For do. For sure. I think about that dude who started going to therapy and started working on like the guy I was before I did all that. And I'm like, what a fucking, I can't believe I was like that guy. Yeah. I can't no, believe that dude existed. And that's the only way to um, do it is compare yourself not to others. Compare and despair. Mm. Uh, compare yourself to earlier you. I feel that way with like martial art. I'm doing MMA, which is very metaphorical in so many ways where like my instructor is always like, I'm like, yeah, but I couldn't beat anyone up. But he's like, yeah, but imagine you fighting you day one. He's like, it would be a bloodbath. <laughs> and you're cool. like, yeah, good point. Yeah, I would choke cool. the shit out of July, <laughs> me. nerd. Yeah, so um, I, I got to wrap up. I got to go take a shower and uh, Oh, man, this was so much fun. Crying. Yeah, do you feel good? I feel I good. I feel so much better. Great. It feels like a therapy session. Let's do it. We, I'll charge you half the price that Alan charges. So $5. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, you probably pay I him nothing. Fucking, I'm not telling you, he works dude. on a scale. <laughs> All right, we have a nice socialist therapist, and God bless him for He's it. He's such a good guy. But I do feel better. I came in here kind of anxious, as, oh. as you would. Yeah, you know? of course. We're and, recording it. Yeah. And I, I hope we've become closer. Yeah, I feel close. Well, yeah. I, I feel I feel close ever since you came to my parents' house. Yeah. I, th I still think about that. That was really fun. I was like, that was a fun time. Good Maybe stuff. I'll have you do it again, actually. I'd love to. Um, also, you're great in Mike Cannon's special. Thanks. I really so regret funny. the no sleeves thing. No, no, it's funny. I thought you were playing the part of a douche. No, I just showed up like that. That's hilarious. And he was like, what are you doing? He got like kind of <laughs> mad. He was like, you come to a shoot with no sleeves on? And That's... I was like, hey, you know. Um, go check out uh, Mike Cannon's special on YouTube. What's it called? Life Begins. Life Begins. Oh, it is Life Begins. Well, yeah. I nailed it. Life Begins is a hilarious sketch. I told Louis the, um, I'm referencing Louis too much probably, mm. but uh, I told him about that line. I was like, Louis did it. Yeah. And then he's like, but Crashing this is different. And you're like, how? And he goes, exactly. <laughs> it's so funny. He thought it was hilarious. So, um, all right. Well, well tell, tell the people where oh, they can um, find your shit. Find me on Instagram and Twitter at Brendan Sagalow. Go to my website, Brendan Sagalow for I'm headlining. When is this going to be out? I don't know. We're back. Well, I never so. headline anyway. So yeah. the two times I'm headlining this month, Come see me and uh, listen to my podcast, Garbage Days, with Scott Chaplin. Oh, yeah. I love Scott. Yeah. We have a really good time. It's S-A-G-L-O. Wait. Sag-A-L-O. S-A-G. I can't do it without looking. A. No. A-L-O-W. You got it. What's that? Irish? That is Russian. It oh, really? It comes from Sagalov. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. It's weird. Is your mother Irish? My mom's Irish. Because Brendan is one of the... I got to wrap it up here. But Brendan is one of the few first names that you can tell somebody's ethnicity. Brendan, my mom's last name is Burns. Ah, Brendan Burns. That's Brendan a comic. Burns. Well, I, I know. And when I started, I wanted to use that as a, my name. Because at Sagalo, I was like... Yeah. Now I know it's a, it's a fucking sword, my last name. Yeah, it sounds good. It is a sword. Yeah. But um, yeah, every Brendan is an Irish. It's like mm -hmm. an Irish first name. Yeah, yeah. Weird. 
St. Brendan. Um, all right. That's uh, Brendan Sagalow. Great guy. Thanks for doing it, buddy. Thanks for having me, man. And uh, thank you for listening, everybody. God bless. I don't know. Not God. God bless you. Life bless you. Love you. Mindful Metal Jacket is hosted by comedian Joe List. Produced by Joe List. Edited by Matt Kleinschmidt. Executive producers Robert Kelly and Matt Kleinschmidt for the Laugh Button Podcasts.